Hey, authors, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Dari White. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are seeking to plan out your writing for this new year, you're definitely tuned into the right episode. If you're listening, thanks so much. And if you're watching, you can see that we have another guest. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. I have the opportunity to collab with an author as well as an editor, Stacey Juba. So Stacey, welcome to Writer in the Making. And go ahead and introduce yourself. How'd you get into writing and how you branched even into editing? Oh, thank you for having me. Um, gosh, I've been writing my whole life since, <laughs> since I was about in third grade. That's how long. Um, I, that's when I wrote my first story. So I just always loved to read. Um, I was very quiet growing up, loved to write. So writing was a way to express myself. I had my first book published when I was 18 years old with Avon followed by several years of rejection. So I I talk about how I've been on a roller coaster of ups and downs and ups again. Um, and I learned a lot on that journey. And that's really how I got into editing because I wanted to um, be a mentor for other authors. And to I had a hard time. You know, there were some aspects um, that were difficult it was before really self-publishing had taken off and it was really the only the main avenue of publishing was um sending your book out to publishers and getting agents that was really self-publishing wasn't a big thing back then so now i feel like the authors have a lot of a lot of options many more options than i did um but, but there's still a lot to learn um and i just wanted to share my knowledge with them so uh, and I also found that many, as I began taking on editing clients, I found that many of them were making the same types of mistakes over and over again, and were spending a lot of money on hiring an editor when their manuscript really wasn't ready yet. Um, and the problem with that is that editing can be expensive, and many authors don't realize that it takes multiple rounds. Um, so that, then I came up with some courses where uh, that I call like a stepping stone to hiring an editor to like take you through how to self-edit a draft of your uh, manuscript by yourself first so that you can really learn to start thinking like an editor and get it as strong as possible and then you can invest um, in an editor by hiring. Hmm. I really really appreciate that because when I first started writing I didn't really know when my manuscript was ready for an editor. And you're right. I mean, yes, it's a great investment. Like we're not here, everybody to say, don't get an editor, <laughs> okay? We're just here to say that your book may not be ready for it. So we don't want you to make the investment too soon. And then you realize, wow, like I could have worked on this myself and maybe saved some money before I started working with someone and it actually counted because I, I have made that mistake and it was like, oh, so yes, editing is a great, great, great investment, <laughs> but yes. you need to know your manuscript well enough so yes. that you'll know when it's ready to be sent out to an editor versus having the skills yourself in some cases where you could see, okay, this can be fixed here, this can be fixed there. So Stacey, is that how you created shortcuts for writers? Is that where that came from because of this need that you saw with authors? Yeah, so I first started out as a freelance developmental editor and line editor, and I still do that, but then I expanded it by creating um, shortcuts for writers, which is sort of just my umbrella, my website, shortcutsforwriters.com, where I have my editing services, but I also have 
my courses, such as book editing blueprints, um, time management blueprint, and how to writing toolkit. And I've got some more um, workshops in the works for this year. But my mm -hmm. signature course is book editing blueprint, step by step plan of making your novel publishable. And that really came from just working with so many clients and of all levels. I mean, from beginner to advanced, they were making the same kinds of mistakes, but on a different scale. But there were still things that they could learn to self-edit themselves um, so that they can ultimately cut down on their expenses and make a stronger book. Okay, perfect. I can definitely appreciate that. And I'm so glad that you're here to share some of your top tips on how writers can plan out their writing. It's a new year or whenever you're watching this, today mm -hmm. is the day to begin. So you don't have to wait to a new year. You can start today. But a lot of authors feel like, how do I make a plan like if I want to publish a book or more this year how would I map that out how can I make it work for me because every author is different they have their unique pace as I talk about a lot with the resources that I give to authors so what's one tip that you would give and then we can kind of trade off you know just kind of bouncing some ideas to help authors out there so what's one thing you would say as they're, as they're planning out this year I'd say the first thing is just you know, write down your goals, write down your yearly goals um, and start with the two to five goals. Like if, you, if writing a book is one of your goals, that's a big goal. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you just want to make sure you don't have too many, like don't put, you know, write your book um, and then get the book published by the end of the year and marketing because if, especially if you haven't been through this before writing a book it, it's probably going to take you longer than you think it will and the editing process is going to take you longer than you think it will and you don't want to sell the book short by saying I'm going to publish it on this date you know I want it out by Christmas and you know because book launching a book is a big endeavor in itself so so I just say keep it small start with two to five goals and if you're a new writer you know just focus because you have to fit that into your regular life also. So because <laughs> people don't have time to just sit down and, and just focus, unless they're an established author to sit down and just focus on the writing full time. So um, just be reasonable with the expectations and you can always add more goals later in the year. It's not written in stone, but it's just, you want to make sure you accomplish them so you don't want to spread yourself too thin and be too scattered. Yes, I absolutely agree. And that actually coincides with one of my tips. I mean, I, I talk about customizing your schedule a lot and I recommend weekly goals myself because like you said, it's easier to manage because if I plan too, too far out, that can feel overwhelming sometimes for me. And then if it's daily, that can sometimes feel a little cumbersome because <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I got to do this today. I got to do this tomorrow. So I think weekly kind of spreads it out and it gives you something to look forward to, but it's also still flexible that if things happen, like life happens and you may not be able to write at that, uh, at that particular time, you can still feel like you're getting somewhere. So I encourage writers to do that so they have those small wins. So what's another one that you have? Yeah, that's, I think we're on the same wavelength because I, I do quarterly planning and I start with quarterly planning and then it turns into weekly planning. Um, so before I do that, I do, I recommend doing a brain dump where you break each of these goals into steps. And you're thinking in terms now of like a quarter, like, like for now it's like January through March. But you can do this, just start where you are, whenever you're listening to this, yeah. whatever quarter we're in. Um, 
so you just break it down into steps. So if you're writing a book, for example, the steps could be like, okay, um, I, I need to research these settings. I need to, um, it, I need to speak, I'm writing a mystery novel. I need to speak to, uh, see if I can interview a police officer or do some research about crime scenes. Um, maybe I wanna go through a course I'm signed up for to, um, to start improving my writing and editing skills. Um, I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to write every day. So it, it, it varies for everyone. It could be depending on how hectic your schedule is. It could be 10 minutes a day. It could be half hour a day, and, um, an hour a day, five days a week, whatever you, you can manage, you know, um, give yourself a concrete goal to shoot for with, based on the amount of time you have. Um, it could be looking into hiring editors, or maybe it's maybe you've already had the book written and edited and you want to launch your book. So again, break that down into goals. What does that look like? Is that um, researching book reviewers and book bloggers? Is it keeping a spreadsheet of them? Is it writing your, your letter to them? Um, is it researching ads? Um, just really make a list of all those exact specific steps um, so that you can put it into your quarterly plan. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And it goes so much further than just the writing portion. Like you even mentioned research. And sometimes we don't take that into account, like the time that it may take to research your story. Yes, there are those of us that will just go ahead and write and we'll go with the flow of things. But sometimes your books require a, a little bit more. So you all don't get overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta do all this. Like she said, take a few. <laughs> Take right. a few, don't feel like you have to do it all at one time. And it's okay to even take some time to think about your story. I know some of us, we can go too far with that. Like, oh, I did writing today because I was thinking about it. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, the, it is okay to take time to think about your story, but eventually you do want to execute those goals. And I would even say as another tip would be ask yourself, how many books do you want to write? I mean, some maybe have the goal of one this year. Maybe you have two, some authors, I saw one particular group, like I want to write four this year. So whatever your goal is, you can use these tips to plan accordingly. How much time is it going to take? And then, as I said before, you can customize your schedule so that you're catering that time and it's not so, so overwhelming. So what's another one, Stacey? This is good. <laughs> yeah. And just thinking about, thinking back off of that, like if your goal is to write like three or four books. Again, I think like take into consideration as you're planning your year, like what level you're at. Like if you're a, mm. if you publish several books and um, you're familiar with the writing and editing process, and you're familiar with the, the launch process. It's like, are you going to, if you're still publishing them, I mean, it'd be different if, if you're planning to send an editor or anything, but you want to like, um, actually it could be the same way if you have to decide are you going to wait till they're all they all like part of a series do you want to get them all done and then approach hiring an editor or then do you want to self-publish them like sort of one after the other to get momentum or do you want to write one book um look for a publisher or, or get it published then do the next one so really think about that like think about that you know in the beginning um and then if you are a new writer and, and your goal is that you want to write you know, three or four books in a series and then, then worry about getting them published so that you can have some momentum. I recommend getting it, the first book edited. You know, like don't just write all four of them. 
at once because if you're making mistakes with writing, like if you're writing mistakes, with the, um, if you're having trouble with the point of view, you're not getting deep enough into your characters' heads. Um, get some feedback after you finish book one before you really get into book two, three, and four because otherwise you're gonna be making the same mistakes in all of those books. Um, and then you can have a lot of rewriting ahead of you. So just think about those things um, as you're making the plan so that um, to make it as efficient as possible. And then, um, so my next tip would be, so go to your calendar and um, plan, the, plan the first month, so let's plan the next month. Um, and I recommend breaking it down into what I like to call project sprints, which is where you take your action steps, your brain dump, um, one project off your list. So hmm. looking at my notes here. So like, let's say your project for January is that you, you want to get some work done in your book. You've been editing your book. You have a draft and you're not ready to hire an editor yet. Um, but you, you know that you have some work to do on it. So let's say, you know, your characters need some work. Maybe a critique part needs to tell you that your characters aren't strong enough. Um, your plot needs some work. And, you know, maybe everything needs to work. <laughs> you're sending these, you're lying at it. Everything needs to work. So how are you going to approach that? That's very, that's a very overwhelming task. So, so break it down into like project sprints. So first example, like if you're going to tackle your characters. So maybe for the next two weeks during your time that you're allotting for your um, to work on your book, um, you're just going to look at the scenes with your characters and try to strengthen those. If maybe if you need to get into your character's head more, you're going to look at those scenes and, and am I getting in tight enough to my character's head? Am I is it coming across as more like an omniscient narrator? And you know, I really want it to be a tight boat person like so I really need to get into my character's head and to get more reactions and internal reactions so that means you're not like writing you know, you're not writing setting scenes unless it's some, showing something about your character through their eyes you know you're not you know so you're not like worrying about people's descriptions or you're not really worrying about writing pumping up the dialogue right now unless mm -hmm. it's, it gives like your character's reaction to the dialogue right now you're just focusing on the characters and then maybe you know, once you've done that, the next couple of weeks you can focus on plot. So you can go through and just look through, okay, do I have enough tension? Do I have enough problems? Do I have enough obstacles? So you just break it down into one thing at a time. So just rather than trying to do everything at once, you know, make that, pick a couple of things and that's like your goal for January. And then if you don't finish doing, maybe you're, as you're going through it, you realize, oh no, I can't. I think her really does need a lot of work and I can't get it all done in two weeks. That's okay. Then maybe your project for the next two weeks is I'm still working on characters. But it's it's much better to do a, to be focused on laser focused on one or two things rather than trying to tackle it all at once. Um, and yeah, and probably you're gonna have other things that need to be done with your yep, job or kids or so you have to make time for that as well. So um, so just try to find a time of day where you can just really devote to those personal projects that you want to get done. Mm -hmm. I like how you said, you know, breaking down whether you're working on characters or your settings or your plot and don't feel like you have to do everything all at once, especially if you're newer. 
because so many writers, they come into this and they think, you know, I have to do this all at one time and that's not necessarily the case. So again, this is all about finding what works best for you. And if you need to tackle your characters first, do that first. Make sure that their arcs are strong, you know, their goals, their motivations, and then you can move to settings and work on that. Make sure that each setting you know, is contributing to the scene and you're not just putting your characters in a random place, you know, it has to work and move the story forward. So I like all of that. And even at, at the latter part of what you said, because that's actually one of my points, because a lot of us, unless you're doing this full, full, full time and you don't have an outside job or, you know, nothing else is pressing for your time, you know, we're, as writers, we're working a lot around our writing. So family, jobs, again, life, <laughs> life just happening. So I would even recommend just prioritize and if you can delegate. So if something doesn't have to be done by you, see if you can delegate to a loved one, say, hey, I need to get this, you know, I need this time to write or I'm using this time to work on my characters for my books. So do you mind taking care of this? Or again, prioritizing. You no, know, I like to rank it from a scale of one to 10. Is this extremely important? <laughs> on a 10 or is it on the lower level like okay I could do that but it can wait so I think sometimes we're just like I'm so busy I'm so busy I'm so busy but when you take the time to really say okay can this or does this have to be done by me like okay not really so can someone help in this area and then I'm able to allot that time for for writing so you have any more Stacey like I really feel like this is just a wealth of knowledge for writers who are watching especially newbies like some of us that have experience like okay I could probably switch it up but writers that are new like oh my gosh this is gold so what else <laughs> yeah I have like on my calendar I, I have like a space in my calendar for where I just things that have nothing to do with writing just like daily life kinds of tasks that I want to get done um for example like one thing that I've had this on my I've had this in that column for probably about a month, which is like put pictures in photo albums. <laughs> I, had, I went to like Walgreens and I had all these pictures from the year that I wanted to um, put in a photo album. And then I have like different frames to put them in. And, you know, I have like these um, different journals, like for my girls, I have like a high school journal kind of thing you know where I put pictures and birthday ones so it's like I you know it's, a, it's not an easy task so finally you know I carried the, I didn't want to forget it so I think that's mm -hmm. important is if you write it down somewhere you're at least getting it out of your head so you know you're going to do it sometime you know mm -hmm. I know I'm going to do it sometime and finally I did it today <laughs> I'll put away and I was very proud of myself but you know, if I if I hadn't made that list of these things I wanted to get done, I think it would just sort of be bothering me, like in the background, like, when am I going to do that? When am I, when are we going to do that? So, just think of all the things that you need to get done, and, how, and just write it down, and then kind of chip away at it. So, I I like taking um, I recommend taking a break, like when you're writing or working on the computer, like maybe every half hour, forty minutes or so, get up and. Um, there's studies that show that you're actually more productive if you do that than if you, of course, you sit there the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go like fold some laundry, uh, unload the dishwasher, those kind of things. Or if it's a quick task on that little list there that I that I keep on my calendar, you know, I'll, I'll do something quick. Um, you know, I try to make it something that's a little bit more active, so I can just kind of stretch and get a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exercises that I'm walking around. But um, and then if you know, and then try to. I also like suggest doing batching, which is like sort of what I'm doing with the project prints, um, but we have grouping like tasks together. 
uh, around your project, but you can do that with other things too. Like if you have to make a bunch of phone calls that week, like um, scheduling kid doctor's appointments or hair appointments, that kind of thing, all those little daily life things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe just you know, pick a day, like when you think you have some time that weekend, make all your phone calls. You know, um, if you write like a blog, maybe you instead of doing it like every week, maybe you just try to pick one time where you're going, you're going to get a few blog posts written for the month so then you don't really have to think about it again. So just think about tasks that you can kind of group together and um, find time to do them. And then, the, then, then just the like little quick tasks that you can just, you know, when you're taking a break, <laughs> get up and fold the towels or something. Oh, that's dumb for the day. <laughs> or clean the floor, right? You're like, that's one thing I've been trying to do more. <laughs> Sometimes I let the cleaning kind of slide when I'm busy, but I found out recently, like, oh, just cleaning the kitchen floor is actually exercise. And it gets, you know, when I get off the computer, take a little break, I'll go clean the floor and exercise. And it, it, I feel better when it's clean. So it's like not constantly mm-hmm. irritating me. So <laughs> just find little, little pockets of time. I like call pockets of time. Yeah. Yes, I, I absolutely agree. And I'm a big fan, if I could give another tip, is use a timer, you know, because I think sometimes, like you said, we're just sitting in front of, the, in front of that computer screen and we're just, we're just, yeah, <laughs> you need to break people. <laughs> so yeah. even, yeah, so even yesterday I set a timer for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And then when that timer went off, it was done. So because in the past, I would feel like I would have to sit for hours and hours at my laptop writing, editing. But I find that having that focus time, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I actually get a lot more done because I'm less prone to go to social media and get distracted or I'm less prone to answer a text. You know, I'm like, hey, if it's not an emergency, I'm writing because the timer is going. And when it goes off, I'm able to take a break, like you said, and do something else, walk around, stretch. So I would recommend a timer, you all. I mean, that has been a game changer for me. And I would even say as you're writing and as you're incorporating these tips that we're sharing with you today, don't quit. You know, there are going to be setbacks. There may be some things that may throw you off track, but you can, again, you can always start today. Even if you haven't touched your manuscript in three weeks, a month, you can start today and you can get that traction going again. So whether you're brand new or if you have some experience, we want you to know that this, this is doable if you, again, just take those time pockets, as I like to call them, and you'll be surprised at how much time that you maybe realize that you don't have, as, as Stacy said, writing it down. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be on paper. It can even be in an app. There's so many apps out here that you can use to schedule. I personally use the app Time Tree, but there's so many resources out there that you can use to help with that. So I can appreciate all of this, Stacy. So if I could ask one final tip that you would give to authors, let's say they're super, super brand new, they're not quite sure how to do this, what to do, how would you encourage them as they're getting started on this writing journey? Um, I'd say just, you know, just even though we talk about the importance of editing and everything, you can't edit a blank page. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> so <laughs> don't get hung up on it has to be perfect as you're writing just if you're new you know read some books about craft you know follow me (laughs) you know follow some experts join some writing communities and learn but 
there's never going to be a perfect time. Like, I don't have to learn all this and then I'll write the book or, you know, you could put that off for years. There's never a perfect time. So just start where you are, start writing, um, try to carve out some kind of schedule the best that you can. I think that's the first thing. Um, it's better to write regularly, even if you only have 10, 15 minutes a day or like on your lunch break or something, it's better to do that regularly every day rather than doing it like an hour every two weeks because it's just it's hard to get into that rhythm when you're doing it so frequently you know you spend half the time looking what you wrote before mm. <laughs> to get back into it so just start where you are start writing um and then again make it as you're making your plans you're doing your brain dump of the things that you need to get done okay but okay I need to learn more about <laughs> writing the craft you know what can I do think about some steps you can take as you're writing you can always go back and rewrite later but again you can't there's nothing to edit if you don't <laughs> write anything so just try to let go of that need for perfection and just focus on getting it done and then then you can focus on improving it mm. yes you heard it it doesn't have to be perfect, especially if it's the first draft you will. First drafts are never perfect. I don't know why. And I can get caught up in that too, with that perfectionism. But it's like, look, just get it out of your head first. And then you can see what needs to be fixed, what may what may need to be changed. And like you said, if, if nothing's there, then of course we can't fix it. <laughs> Something needs to be there. So Stacey, tell our listeners or viewers where they can find you your resources that you have for authors when it comes to editing your your courses how can they uh get in touch with you for that yep, so they can go to shortcutsforwriters.com and i have a on the home page and on the free page i have some um resources such as the free five day line editing class um a books and gazes guide <laughs> which talks about how to um how to cut down like the openings language in your book and pump up your nonverbal communication um mm -hmm. and then i have a free master class on editing um really deep dive into the editing process um and then i have some um paid courses and workshops also, um, that go a lot more in depth so um feel free to get in touch and i also have a um facebook group shortcuts for writers editing is simple on Facebook group. Welcome to join us. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed this conversation. I hope you all got something out of this as you're planning your writing for the year. And again, it does not have to be perfect. Just start somewhere. So thank you all so much. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow Stacy everywhere. <laughs> Get in on her resources to help you with your writing. And you all have an awesome rest of your day. And remember, if you wrote a book, it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. So God bless, stay safe, everyone. And I will talk to you all next time. Have a good one.